The room is relationships. The room is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? Uh, the room is different cookie cutter mm -hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to The Room Minute. The podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room. One minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 88 of The Room, in which, damn it, Johnny, don't you start in on Claudette, because that's wrong. The party's over. We all know it's the last night of Johnny's life. It is apparently morning, so he did get to see sunlight one more time, I guess. And, yeah, so Claudette's there. I forget what she told Lisa. I'm going to go home now. Bye-bye. You call me if you need me. Lisa says, I, I will. will. Thanks, Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. Claudette says, mm-hmm, and she leaves. Is that supposed to be sunlight going through the window? Well, I don't know what else it would be. They live on a residential street in San Francisco. I mean, it could be a street light. So they but literally party till question marks. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good party. <laughs> Quite a party. Oh, hi, Johan. How's it going? Oh, hi, Johan. Hello. Which, I mean, explains why everyone, like Lisa and Mark, were just blatantly dancing with each other all close. Because they were, you know, it was late. They were drunk. They were tired. They lacked judgment. I like how disregarding of a greeting Claudette had, though. I don't know what made that decision. Like, thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's morning. She doesn't normally party this late, maybe. She's old. Yeah, but she still made it till morning. I mean, that's still impressive. Well, yeah, and she just cleaned up the kitchen. Or, as we covered last week, she cleaned up the quote-unquote kitchen. Wait. Where is the kitchen located in that apartment? Right. That's why it's there's no kitchen. There's chair and alcohol storage room and the living room and then bedroom and bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. God, never would have thought about that. <laughs> Claudette stuck around to clean up the kitchen. Which is nice of her. And then she came up to check on things with Johnny and Lisa. I mean, you could always contribute to cleaning the kitchen if it didn't exist. Oh, yeah. That's the easiest kitchen to clean. Yeah. Like, I totally clean the kitchen. Sure. Like, I mean, like, if you're going to go to a potluck at Johnny's apartment, you can sign up for cleaning the kitchen. Yeah. And then you'd be good. Which basically means just toss any dishes into trash and move on. I guess. Yeah. Where should be cleaning the roof? Because they had party up there, and that's going to be horrible. Yeah, but isn't that the landlord's responsibility at this point? That might be Johnny. I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. This Given the setup for the neighbors, um, you know, maybe he's in charge. Yeah. What? What doesn't he actually do? <laughs> what doesn't he actually do? <laughs> yeah, because like he seems to do a lot of stuff around there. Like, yeah, it seems like he is the hairpin to everybody's stuff. But well, that's, he that's... saves the bank millions of dollars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing a job that he's not even trained to do. Right. He keeps Denny... Safe from drug dealers. Yeah. And he keeps him going to college. Yeah, so he pays for his college. He pays for his apartment. Yep. Is it just Denny that lives there? Denny has his own apartment. Yeah. Because of Johnny. Yeah. yeah that so. is like a Disney sitcom where like a kid like has his own apartment. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not a kid. Well, he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be he's younger kind of like than the rest of them. kid-minded. Oh, Okay. He's in college, right? He's, yeah, yes. he's going to junior college. Well, he's going to school, according to the movie. <laughs> They're yeah, fake. It's just school. Tell me, what does Denny do? Johnny wanted to adopt Denny. It's really a tragedy how many kids out there don't have parents. 
When Denny turned 18, Johnny found him a little apartment here in this building, and he's paying for it until he graduates from school. According to Philip Haldeman's comics, he's going to, uh, it's a specific junior college in San Francisco. I forget what it's called. Hmm, let's see. Junior college is just like the two-year college, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. generally. Okay. So Lisa goes and tries the bathroom door. It's locked. This is where I noticed it seemed to be daytime outside in the party that ended late. You can see the window. And I noticed this time on the dresser in the foreground, there are two wooden artist mannequins lying flat. And I, I feel like that's foreshadowing for what's about to happen. Yeah. Because they're separate from each other. And la- the one's just laying on its back. They're setting us up. It's brilliant. That's what it is. And then Lisa, um, she does look at the phone before she turns around and tries to talk to Johnny. Like, she's still trying. She tells him to come you can out. come now, out Johnny. now, Johnny. She's, she's gone. gone. Then Johnny, oh no. Did Johnny, I, I was with Johnny for a bit here. Because, you know, it seemed like he was really hurt. And he does some great acting in the next couple of minutes. But here he says, in, in a few, few minutes, minutes, bitch. Lisa's Who are you calling a bitch? bitch? And then he loses me. He says, you, you and your stupid, stupid mother. mother. He was having a great time at the party with her mother. They were hanging out, having conversations. And so Lisa calls Mark. Which she does almost to, like, spite him. Because it seems pretty clear to me that he would be able to hear it. Yes. And I think from the look she gives before she does it, she wants him to hear it. And definitely by the end of the phone call, she deliberately says bye really loud. She wants him to know she was on the phone. But the way that everything's kind of set up is kind of weird. I'm trying to find which junior college he could have possibly gone to denny okay and i don't think the apartments are even near like where he's supposed to be like it's actually pretty far we haven't seen denny drive city college so city college he might only refer to it as city college in the comic might not give it a name Yeah, because i was looking kind of where sorry i'm i can't like i really can't find like based on what they say where he lives like it's supposed to be close to a mission district it should be yeah yeah and the apartments that johnny supposedly lives at it's hold on this is great for audio it's like <laughs> he lives where where does john so what district is, is the apartment supposed to take place in I'm trying to find the actual address uh he always is walking near the palace of fine art so i assume it's supposed to be over there yeah i think it's on broderick it's thirty the thirty four hundred block of Broderick Street. Okay, it's not that bad. It's actually like twelve minutes drive. I mean, considering Johnny seems to doesn't drive. No. Right. Even though he does have a car. But he works over apparently near the uh what's that port building, I forget what it's called. Like we saw him over at Union Square, which is the opposite yeah. side. He like really walks all of San Francisco in a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he t- apparently he also takes the he takes the trolleys. We've seen him on one. Yeah. But uh, so he he gets around. So he works near. I'm assuming Wells Fargo Bank, which is near the ferry. Okay. The apartment that is, or near the Palace of Fine Arts. So he's always nearby there. So yeah. that's where his apartment is supposed to be nearby. Yeah. Is literally like two blocks away. Well, actually, judging by the roof view. The apartment is actually over by Fisherman's Wharf, which is still really near. <laughs> which is it's it's closer, like, but it's it's still a bit of a walk, and you got San Francisco Hills. But the the walk that he took, like the final walk before like 
you know, as a, as a ghost of night, yeah. he traveled almost like three hours <laughs> when he could have just, that's why it was so dark. Yeah. yeah he, he traveled three hours, like clockwise around the entire city, whereas he could have walked <laughs> 10 miles or 10 minutes counterclockwise. <laughs> that That's the point I'm making is he's very, very close to where he, he's actually working. Well, have you seen his body? He's very fit. Well, yeah, he can throw a football. <laughs> he is very fit. We saw way too much of his body. Way more than yeah. we needed to. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, extra muscles. Or lumps. Depending on what you want to call them. I don't know what they are. Because, like, he had, like, almost no back muscle. Which is weird. But he has, like, mm. super toned arms. So it's like he isolates his arms on every workout. Does nothing with his back. <laughs> and yeah, we some... never really see his legs bare. Yeah. But for some reason, he has popping glutes. <laughs> like, I don't know how you isolate that. Just the glute muscle. Well, for Johnny, I have no idea. For Tommy, it was probably literally because he wanted to show his ass in a movie. Yes, I know. But it's like he has... N- I don't know. Johnny, it's just because, you know, he sits he sits really well on that chair at work every day. Yeah. He does whatever the male equivalent of kegels are. <laughs> just <laughs> squeezing his butt, like, as he yeah. sits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that for a little bit. <laughs> butt squeeze, butt squeeze, butt squeeze. Now, we can talk more about their phone conversation in the next couple minutes because yeah there's important part of it but hi mark i need to talk to you you. what's What's going on on? don't Don't worry about about johnny he's He's just just being being a big big baby baby. you know know, i love love you very much and we get to cut to johnny trying to listen from inside the bathroom why would she do this phone call Right there. At this point, it's an abrupt change because she just told her mother last minute that she thought she needed to be alone with him. I just think I should be alone with him right now. Like, she cared about him until he called her and her mother a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a very quick turn. But it's just the fact that you're trying to have this, like, secretive relationship about 12 feet away from where Mm -hmm. the guy you're trying to keep a secret from is there. Well, at this point, Johnny knows. Mark told him. To keep your girl satisfied, she will come to me. Yeah, but... And honestly, in moments of anger, people do do quick turns. Like, people be like, you call me a bitch? Well, F you. I'm going to do this. Like, you do it, you don't even think about it. You're like, I'm just going to call my lover right in front of you. F you. It's also been a big part of Lisa as a character is that while she wanted to get away from Johnny, she also was concerned for him. When they talked about the baby up on the roof, she was like, probably going to have a baby, gonna have a baby eventually you anyway. You're not going to tell Johnny, are you? She's still worried about what he thinks and what he wants. Look, I'm going to tell him, okay? I just, I don't want to ruin his birthday. She wants his birthday party to go well, even though she's cheating on it. Yeah. It's... It's fine. It's it's abrupt, I think, just because literally a minute ago, she's like, I think I need to be alone with him right now. And then, no, she wants away. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like they're trying to make, well, not they, Tommy's trying, well, yeah, Tommy's trying to make Lisa needlessly complicated. Yeah. Like, that's what drives him to be who he is, is because of how complicated she is. But the way the character scripted, it's very erratic. Right. Yeah. Like, the way she's so complicated, the way she jumps around from everything, she should have some sort of personality disorder that isn't there. Yeah. yeah. Like, she should be angrier for no reason. It's just, like, these little tiny things, but it's, like, it's weird how it blows up. And we get at least two different times when she's talking to Michelle, Lisa explaining how all of this is deliberate. Yeah. And this is her just trying to, to live, 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 live. live. <laughs> Which, without that, it might seem more like, yeah, there's something going on in her head that's wrong. And she's reacting constantly. 
which might make more sense. I wonder if I can cut that. Neither of you have watched it, and Allison, you weren't here for last week's episodes, where we talked about it a bit. I did my re-edit of the movie, a rough one. Actually, I've done two. I have it under an hour now. <laughs> the, one of the last things I removed is this recorded phone call because the recording stuff I just ended up cutting out because I couldn't move it. Yeah, did you just remove the establishing shots and it took out like 30 minutes? <laughs> no, actually, I, I think I doubled a couple of the establishing shots. It's scene transitions. <laughs> we lost most of the sex scenes. The All first right, one yeah. just kind of fades out. Yeah. And we lost two conversations with Claudette. Okay. Because... Basically, the first conversation they have is the one where she says she has cancer. Yeah, that one could be removed. That Because I wanted the cancer. We've talked about that before. It could be like a, her mother's dying and Lisa's thinking about her life. Yeah. So you put the cancer up early. Throwing the football in the park could be removed. Actually, I keep that, but it comes after Johnny knows something is wrong. Hmm. And so the fight might feel more like a fight, uh, which wasn't realize. Okay, that makes sense. But one of the other jogging sequences when they're in the woods is actually really early in the movie. So we meet Mark jogging with Johnny. Hmm. instead of on a phone call okay and so we see their best friends we see they do things together and then lisa doesn't cheat on johnny until after she accuses him of hitting her uh, we talked about that a yeah. long time ago but i i'm tempted now to go back and see if i can remove some of lisa's justification with michelle because if she's also troubled by what she's doing it might work better for her as a character or we just have to embrace everything she says and it's like her like a feminist film and we make johnny out to be the villain but that's harder because we don't actually see him hit her yeah but that that's where, if you try and cut it to be a femme power type film, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible because of how Lisa's painted. Yeah. Well, it's not that how she's painted, it's that she's painted different ways in the same scene. Yeah. Many times. Like, if you just cut all of Lisa's scenes and just put in, like, one super cut, she doesn't seem like the same person every time. Right. It looks like someone that's auditioning for multiple parts. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like this scene here. Yeah. Like this. She's concerned about Johnny. Now she's leaving. Yeah. Now you're on this phantom phone call. Notes for a midnight screening. This this first one started last minute when Claudette came into the room, and now when she leaves again, we get the Imperial March. (laughs) Some random person was like, there's no lock on that door when she tried the bathroom door, but there's literally no way to know that. We never see the doorknob, so there could easily be a lock on the inside of it. Mm -hmm. Then the audience becomes misogynist, as usual. They say along with Johnny in a few minutes, bitch, and they laugh. When Lisa says, who are you calling a bitch? They're like, you. Someone notices it's daytime, generally. That's it for this one. It gets more interesting next time. Actually, when I'm re-watching the scene with the door, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like there is a lock. Mainly because... Well, you can't you can't really see the doorknob. Well, okay. Or you mean uh, the mechanism. Yeah, um, so here's a couple of things that I'm noticing about this door. And these are kind of the things that make it seem like... There's no lock. Well, there's no door frame. Yeah, other than no door frame. Even if there is a lock, she could just pull harder. Normally, if there's a lock, if someone is trapped, there's at least like something to unlock it. Yeah, a little hole. Like a little notch or something. Yeah, a little hole like you you hit it with a pin, everything like that. The other thing is, is it's kind of obscured by her hand, but the screws are on her side. Oh, yeah, the screws should be on the The side with the lock. So there is no lock. But when he opens it, look up higher, there does look possibly be a sliding lock, although weirdly high. But that wouldn't affect a doorknob. No. She tries the knob. Yeah. Although, I don't remember if she manages to turn it or what. I... Either way, yeah, it's like, like saying there's no lock is kind of silly unless we see it up close and see the stuff. Yeah, but this, so this doorknob in particular does not have a lock. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, there's no, no door for, like, it doesn't seem like the hinge is even put in properly on the door. No, the hinges are... 
Because there's no door frame, their hinges are just kind of up against a wall. And... Yeah, because they overlap the actual framing of the door. Yeah. Right, they should be inside a frame yeah. so they don't stick out. Oh, this door's completely... Okay, so I see how this is done. You know, like you take the door and you, you take the hinge and it can open up up to 270 degrees yeah. before it actually hits its lock? This is 270 degrees. It's not even put in right. right. So that's why it looks like that, where it's overlapping the door frame. Yeah, because it's not too It's harsh. completely open. So if, if you were to open the door, it would swing all the way out to the wall. Yeah, the doorknob would go into the wall. Yes. So this is, well, obviously I'm not going to say that the carpentry of this door isn't top notch, because it isn't. <laughs> but with the way it's done right now, the door wouldn't even be able to close if you put in the hinges on the, on the actual wall. <laughs> because it'll max out after a certain point. Yeah. So... It's it's a poorly constructed set. Shocker, I know. Yeah. It was probably supposed to be like a walk-in closet, and then they just put this up there. Well, yeah, until he did his nude scene, they probably it was probably just door and nothing there. Yeah. They're like, wait, you're going to go in there? Oh, no. Like, what if they use that portion just so a camera angle can go there, and then they just put this door up when they're not using that space? That would make sense. They definitely filmed over there for the sex scenes. Yeah. Wow. Every time I'm in movies like this, I always try and look in mirrors. Like, do I see a camera? Yeah, there is a mirror, but all it is is on the lamp and the bed. No, no equipment's over there. Yeah. But it looks like there's a framing light hanging there. I can't tell. It could be the frame of the water feature thing. Oh, no, yeah. Also. Or that that piece of glass that's hanging on that. That's the water what feature. What is that? It's the waterfall thing. It was on when they had sex. I guess. It basically just it looks weird in a glass. Yeah. That thing is so weird looking, though. It's not good. It's also in the middle of the floor. It should be off to the side somewhere. Yeah. Or in the center as a feature. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll get to more of them Wednesday. So, Johan, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find more of you? Well, I finished my project with Independence Day Minute. Did that with Matt and Alex. And then I also have done Starship Troopers. That one has been long been completed. And I have a couple of projects in the work, but I'm concentrating on school at the moment. So it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!